You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So I'm just going to read from uh, Mark chapter 16, verse, from verse 15. So Mark 16, from verse 15. Alright, this is what the Word of God says. He said to them, this is Jesus speaking to His disciples, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In My name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, Jesus, before He said these words to His disciples, we see that uh, he, was, uh, uh, he, he rose from the dead. And after He rose from the dead, after three days, Jesus rose from the dead, and when He rose from the dead, the Bible says that He appeared first to Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene, she went back to the disciples and says, I saw Jesus, Jesus is alive, and then they didn't want to believe it. Then Jesus will appear again to two more people in the country. They were walking, and, and Jesus was walking with them. And, and again, once they realized that there was Jesus they, they run back to the disciples to say, I saw Jesus. Jesus is alive. He's alive. They don't, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. So Jesus, he decided to appear himself to them. So he appeared to them himself and actually he rebuked them for their unbelief. Because more people, they, few people went there to tell that he was alive and they didn't believe. So he rebuked them for their unbelief. And the Bible says later, then Jesus said these words. He said, go to all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And the first thing that I want to talk about this morning is that go is a command. Go is a command. Jesus didn't say, oh, if you can, go and preach the gospel. Jesus didn't say, Oh, if you have time, go and preach the gospel. Jesus didn't say, Oh, if, uh, uh, you know, if you feel like it, go and preach the gospel. He didn't say nothing like that. He said, Go. He said, Go and preach the gospel. So, go is a command. And later, you know, in, in, in the account that we see in Matthew, in Matthew 28, Verse 19, we see again, Jesus is, 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 is the same words, but, but in a different way, but it's, it's the same moment when Jesus was speaking this. But Matthew, he, will, he, will, he wrote in a different way. He wrote, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, in Mark, Jesus said, 
Go into the world and preach the gospel. Now Matthew is saying that Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. So what this is, this is about not just when we, when, when we see these words, we just think, oh, you know, we need to travel. We need to go and don't know where. We need to preach the gospel. And the first thing that in our mind it comes is like, we need to go, I don't know, maybe somewhere in the world to preach the gospel. But what Jesus is saying here is to go, we will see later, what, uh, uh, to where he sent them, you know. Uh, Jesus said, go and, and, and preach the gospel to all creation. Jesus said, go and make disciples. So the Lord is calling the disciples to proclaim the good news of Jesus, to proclaim uh, about Jesus, to make disciples. The, like Jesus did with them. Now Jesus is saying, go and make the same. Like walk with them, teach them, you know, baptize them, you know, um, empower them. But one thing that Jesus said is, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. So Jesus said to teach to people to obey everything that He commanded you. And He requires obedience. He requires obedience. Many times we, you know, um, we read the word of God and uh, there is some things that we know that God is speaking, but all the words here, the Lord require obedience. And when there is something that the, God, that, that the Lord is calling us to do, it can be anything that the Lord is calling you to do in your life, He requires obedience. He requires a step of faith. He requires the, an action. Okay? And the, in John 14, 15, Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, keep my commands. So we cannot, we cannot say we love Jesus, we love God, and then we don't obey the word of God. It doesn't work like this. Out, if we really love Jesus, out of our love for him, we need to obey what He wants us to do. We need to obey His word. We need to obey His command. And this is not just something that Jesus said for them to decide if you want to do it or you don't want to do it. Jesus said, go because it's something that you need. I want you to go. I'm sending you out to do this. You know, why we, why we remember the communion? Because Jesus said, remember me. You know, do this in remembrance of me. This is again, it's a command, and we regularly we do that to remember Jesus, you know. But this is a command, it's a very important command that we will see that. But you see, uh, I've been in the army, uh, probably about 10 years ago. I've been in the army for a year. And uh, in every, in every army, there is one common slogan that you regularly encounter, and it's this, ignorance of orders is no excuse. Ignorance of orders is no excuse. An order is another word to describe a command. And what, does, what it means is that we cannot ignore when there is an order. We cannot ignore when there is a command because there is no excuse. I remember when I was in the army, if there was an order, there was no excuse there was no, I couldn't, I should, I couldn't not ignore it, because if I was ignoring a command, if I was ignoring an order from, from the commander or whoever he was, I was going to be in trouble. You know? I was going to be in trouble. 
a soldier in the army has the responsibility to find out what the orders are and to do them. And for us it's the same for the church. We are soldiers. Amen. We are soldiers in the army of God. We are, we are part of the army of God. We are part of God's church. We are, we are, we are, the Lord called us to be His soldiers. The Lord called us to be His ambassadors. The Lord called us and sent us out and so we cannot ignore what He wants us to do. We need to make sure we know His orders and we need to make sure we do them. Are you with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. But who needs to go? Who needs to go? This is the next point I want to talk this morning. Who needs to go? And you can see here, there, that I wrote everyone, all believers, the church. Because, because when we see the Great Commission and we see these words, it's very easy that the first thing that we think is these words were for the disciples, were for the twelve. They were saying they were the apostles. And uh, uh, maybe looking at these words, we think this is for an evangelist. So an evangelist should do this work. And uh, not me. I do something else. But these words are not just for an evangelist. These words, they were not just for the disciples. These words, they were passed to the disciples for them to teach it as well than to others. And this is what they did. And, uh, uh, and we can see that uh, in Act 1, we see that Jesus said, you will be my witness. You will be my witness. Now, a witness, a witness, what is a witness? A witness is someone that saw something or experienced something, and then when it will be called to, to give an account, it will be able to say, I saw that. I experienced that. So, if we are here this morning and we, you know, we we wanna, we are Christians. We we claim to be Christians. We claim to be His children. We claim is because Jesus Jesus came in your life. You had an encounter with Jesus. So, even if maybe you didn't see with your eyes, I never saw. Jesus with my eyes. But I know people that they've seen Jesus with his eyes, with their eyes. But I never saw Jesus with my eyes. But 15 years ago, when I encountered Jesus, I remember I was, I, I said this testimony more than one time, but I was there in my room and I was asking Jesus, if you are real, just come to me, just, just speak to me. I want to know if you're real. Just touch me, speak to me. Now I didn't see Jesus with my eyes. But I remember like it was yesterday that the presence changed in the room. The atmosphere changed in the room. And suddenly I felt the love of God. I felt the presence of God. It was so powerful. You know, tears started to come down. And then I heard these words. He spoke to me in a audible voice. I didn't see him, but I heard his voice. And he called me by name and he told me, follow me. And from that day on, I say, yes, Jesus, I will follow you. And my life completely changed. You know? Praise the Lord. So the Lord is calling us to be witnesses. The Lord is calling you to be a witness. To tell to people what you have seen 
and what you are experiencing. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But we can see as well in, in other places that, for example, uh, Jesus in Matthew 5, is speaking, is just, is, he is not speaking just to the twelve, he's speaking with more, to more disciples, and he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus saying, let your light shine before others. Be a light. Jesus said to all the disciples that they were there, and it was not just the twelve, he said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world that is going to bring flavor to this world. Now, this is before the Great Commission. And Jesus was already starting to prepare them. Jesus was already starting to prepare the disciples. The, not just the twelve, but more than the... He was already starting to prepare them. The day where they, they were going to be a light. They needed to be a light of the world. They needed to be a light shining in the darkness before others. Now, for you to be a light shining, you need to shine before something. Alright? So, the Lord is saying, let your light shine before others. So, the light of Jesus that is in our life needs to impact what is around us. Are you with me? And then, again, we can see in Peter, uh, First Peter, uh, Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 15, this is Peter now speaking to the to the, the churches, you know, and he said, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So what Peter is saying to all the churches is saying, Be prepared, be ready. It's not easy to share the gospel. It's not easy to share your testimony. It's not easy because we are, we are every day there is a battle. There is a battle. Our flesh wants us to be in fear. Our, our flesh wants us to be in timidity. And there is a battle. And many times it's like we don't feel like it. We don't feel like it to share about Jesus, to share about our testimony. Many times happened to me, still today, even if I've been like already a few years, that I go in the street, I go in different places, I speak about Jesus, but still today, every time that I need to go out, I am in fear and trembling. Every time that I need to talk to someone, I need to say, Lord, help me. Lord, give me boldness. Because there is a battle there. Of course, the more you do it, the more you get the confidence and more you move on it. But still today, I still feel that. I still many times struggle with that. And I need to put it aside because I want to talk about Jesus. And the Lord forgive me for all the times that I had the opportunity, but I didn't take it. And there are many times, many times, many times. But I want to do better. I want to do better. Because the Lord wants us to grow. It's not something that happened like this. It's not something that now, right now, you're going to be... It's something the Lord will teach you. The Lord will teach you what to say. The Lord will use you. It's just... Uh, you see, someone was saying, and I like it, this phrase. Someone was saying, you do... We are called to do the step of faith. And, 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 and by that I mean that we need to do the natural. 
And the natural is of going and open your mouth. Now you may be like trembling or whatever, but you make the action of going, whatever, and you open your mouth and you say something. Even if you say, you know, just Jesus loves you or something. And as you start to, you do the step of faith or opening your mouth, you do what is natural, the Lord will do the supernatural. The Lord will do the supernatural. He will start to give you more words to talk. He will start to move in the hearts of that person. He will start to, to, he's the one who heals. He's the one who sets free. He's the one who saves. He's the one who convinces us from our sins. It's not us. We are called to open our mouth, do a step of faith, and proclaim about Jesus. And proclaim what Jesus did in our life. This is what we need to do. Hallelujah. And I really feel strong. This is why this morning I felt to the, this word because God is calling us more than ever. He's calling us as a church and He's calling you as individual more than ever to go and preach the gospel and be part of this great commission. You see, we are in the last days. And we see more and more, we see things happening, like at the moment, people are freaking everywhere. And probably, you know, maybe you are as well a bit in fear of that, with all this coronavirus that is happening. People are freaking everywhere. People are in fear everywhere. You will not find it. You will not find any antibacterial gel. You can go there in the shops. You will not find it. People go there in the morning and buy it. If you go there a little bit later, you will not find it. You will not find it. You know, we need sometimes some of this bacteria gel as well for, for the baby. And, uh, you know, so I, I just went there last, a few days ago to buy. And it was just midday. It was not like in the end of the day. The people, I went everywhere. And they said, the people come in the morning. They buy even all masks or whatever. They buy and, uh, you know, it's gone. In Italy, it's the same. Italy, they are buying all, you know, they are buying food, they are putting in their houses. Like, I don't know, like the, the, the war is coming everywhere. War, it's like, you know, they are preparing, the people, they are preparing for war. And uh, you see, I see fear. I see fear everywhere. I see fear. Fear of getting this, this virus, fear of dying, fear of... Uh, you know, and, and these people, they need Jesus. These people need Jesus. You know, of course we need to be careful, but if you have Jesus in your life, we just read it here, he, say, he said here that uh, uh, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. We need to believe... We need to believe that this coronavirus or whatever it is, it will not touch the people of God. Amen. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. We need to believe that no poison, no virus, no whatever, it will touch us. Because if it's something that God is doing today to, to, as a sign that He's coming, you know, and, and, and He's spreading to all the world and people are dying, I believe it's because God is trying to call. God is trying to wake up the nations. God is trying to wake up the nations. And we need to be ready. Because these people need Jesus. 
These people need Jesus. Amen? Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we are called to be a light. We need to shine. In Jesus' name. But where we need to go? Where we need to go? And uh, where we need to go? Next point, please. <laughs> the Bible says, in Mark, it says, go, to the, to, go into all the world. In Matthew, said, go to all nations. The next point, please. Yeah. But there is a verse that it will unpack really what, God, what Jesus is meaning. And we see this in Act 1, it's already there. Act 1, verse 8. Listen what Jesus said. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, he didn't say in Mark and Matthew, we just see that he's saying, go to the whole world. Go to the whole nations. Okay? But here now, Jesus is, see, he didn't say, go to the end of the earth. Just, oh, go to the end of the earth. You will be my witness to the end of the earth. No. He said, you will be my witness in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Alright? So I'm just going to emphasize, especially what our Jerusalem is today, and I will just mention a few things about the other two points, but I want to talk especially about Jerusalem. So Jerusalem represents your local sphere of influence. And we did, in September, back in September, we did a walk across the room, the Tyler did, uh, and that was helpful. And this is a bit, I want to remind you with that, that God called us to be His witness in our Jerusalem. Now, our Jerusalem is, is uh, it can be the city, or town, or village where you live, as, uh, as well your local everyday life. The places you work or where you attend school, also your neighborhood, communities, and the family and friends cycle that you have. Are you with me? Jesus said, you will be my witness. Jesus said to you, he said to me, you will be my witness in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem today is Barges Hill. For us is Barges Hill. Jerusalem today is your family. Jerusalem say, is your friends. Jerusalem is where you work. Jerusalem is where you study. Jerusalem is uh, in your community. This is what is our Jerusalem. And I want to, you see, the Lord challenged me in these last few days. The Lord challenged me, and I believe that is, the Lord want to challenge us as well, that He wants us to do something. He doesn't want us just to go and work and live our life and then, you know, like, as a, as a, uh, in this, uh, we are doing a study at the moment about the Holy Spirit. And for everyone that has been last week in the life group, we just talk about that many times we like, we like to, we like to be in our comfortable life. We like, we like to be like going in church. Uh, there is a great message. 
we get all excited. Yes, yes, I want to, all excited. Then we go back home. It's Monday and life is different. Life is different. There's no anymore that excitement. There's no anymore that, uh, uh, you know. And, 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 and my prayer is this morning that you may walk from here not just excited that yes, the Lord is calling me to the Great Commission. Yes, the Lord is calling me to shine. And then tomorrow, we forget about it. And we start our everyday life where we work, we study, and then we look at the people around us and we are like in fear, we, we, we are blocked, we, we don't share, you know, we, we don't, don't take the opportunities that God opens for us. The Lord is calling you, He's calling me to shine in our Jerusalem. And I, and I wanna, I wanna believe, you see, the, the disciples, when, when the Holy Spirit came on them, the first place where they started, they didn't travel straight away and went in the nations. The first one was the Jerusalem. They put the Jerusalem upside down. And I, and I believe that the God today is calling His church to bring for us Barjusil upside down. Are you with me? The Lord is calling us as a church to be a church that will go and preach the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, we cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a key point. That is a key point. Because when Jesus died, in those few days, all the disciples, they were all freaking out. They were inside the, the house. They closed the door. They were all in fear that the people, they were going to take them also. And they were going to uh, crucify them. They were in fear. But in the moment that the Holy Spirit fall upon them, I see completely different people. I see completely different people. I see a Peter that in his first preaching, 3,000 people got saved. And you will not see that before. In one preaching, 3,000 people got saved because of the power of the Holy Spirit that was going through his life. You know, they put it, they put it, they put it, Jerusalem ups and down. They went, they went in Samaria, they went in Judea, they started to travel, and wherever they were going, the power of God was walking with them. So we just need the power of God this morning. We need just the power of God. And I am the first one. I need the power of God. I need more. You see, there is, there is a, a, a story where, where they were taking Peter and John, they were putting them into prison, and they were saying to them, don't speak anymore about Jesus. They command them to don't speak anymore about Jesus. And the, the Lord set them free in a miraculous way. They went back to the disciples, and what the disciples did, they started to pray. And they started to pray, God, give us boldness to preach the gospel. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. The enemy, the one of the tactics of the enemy today in these last days is to make the church of God ineffective. If the church of God is ineffective, there's no salvations, there's no healings, there's no people set free, you know. 
This is one thing of the, the enemy that does, not as, just as a church, but even as an individual. He wants to make us an effective Christians. It doesn't, doesn't matter to, that you go in the church, have a great time on Sunday morning, what he, he wants us to be ineffective during the week. Ineffective, we go in our normal life and we are ineffective. We are not able to share and tell to people about what we witness, we experience, what we saw. Are you with me? Thank you, Father. But Jesus didn't send them just to, to save Jerusalem. Jesus, said, Jesus sent them as well to, to Judea and Samaria. And, and Judea and Samaria represent your national sphere. For us, is is uh, Great Britain. For us, is uh, England. For us, is where in the, the nation where we live. And, but how can we be involved in that? Uh, the Lord, you know, if He's calling you to do something in this nation, perhaps the Lord is calling you to to be part of of some ministry that is doing this. You see, there is ministries that they are doing a work in the nation. In, uh, to, to, to save this nation. And there is different ways. You may say, say, okay, I definitely I can be involved in my Jerusalem, but maybe I cannot be involved in going in Judea or Samaria, or even in the end of the earth, where there is different ways you can be involved. Because you can, you know, the way that you can be involved as well in these things is by praying. You can pray for these ministries that they are evangelizing the nation, evangelizing, you know, the world. You can pray for them. You can get involved and support, financially support these people because they are called to do this work. But I believe there may be someone here this morning that you are, that you feel to be a missionary somewhere. Maybe you feel that you want to preach the gospel, not just here, but you feel to preach the gospel in, in all England, in all Great Britain. Maybe you feel this morning that you feel a call that, that to go in a different nation and preach the gospel in a different nation. In, but it's not everyone that has this call. But definitely we are called to shine in our Jerusalem. And, they, and definitely we are called to support and pray for those that are called to do these different ministries. Are you with me? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.